everybody, it's your boy Rail back with another review, man. Yo, this is Sons of Anarchy Season 3, Episode 2. Alright, this one, I'm not gonna lie to you. The first thing that disturbed me about this episode is how little they showed Hale some love. Now, okay, we get it. Hale has been at the son's throat. He has given Unser an incredible headache. Um... He's been against them, but when times became clutch, when it got real, and real evil hit the town of Charmin, Hale nutted up against his piece-of-shit brother, who was more than ready to dive in with Zobel, and realized, you know what? The sons ain't worse than my daddy, ain't worse than my brother. I'll help him out. He turned his head at times he wasn't supposed to, that went against his super, you know, do-good attitude. When Donna died, that's the day that Hale switched up everything. He said, fuck Stall, even though he was smashing her. That was nasty work, Hale. That was nasty work. And I don't know, man. I felt like he deserved more of a send-off. Half Sack had half the state show up to his funeral. And he wasn't even fucking a Mayan. He was a prospect. Hell, who has done significantly more work, <laughs> didn't even get a motherfucking eulogy. Didn't even get the obituary that my grandmama always asked me to bring back for funerals. I don't know what it is with old black women and their collection of obituaries. They collect them bitches like trading cards. If you got a black grandmama, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you don't, welcome to the culture. You know what I'm saying? If you die, the grandmama only would let me see that obituary. Oh, look at that. He looks so good. They chose such a good picture. Go ahead and bring one of them. I'm going ahead and sit this. They have a fuck. My mother, my grandmother has a drawer of just dead people. Like fucking, I don't know. It's some morbid shit. I don't know. But yes, hell couldn't even get a goddamn eulogy. Somebody talking about him. You know what he does get when news of Hale's demise reaches Gemma and Tig is like, yeah, Hale got killed. You know what I'm saying? She, the, <laughs> Gemma was like, oh, man. Woo. Yep. Any other news in Charming? I was like, was Hale not the one comforting you and being told these secrets so he could help you out in the jam? I said, damn, Gemma. So, hell, uh, I don't know, brother. I felt you deserved something. A, a pastor at the little charming church. Something, just to say goodbyes and how the boys come in with their little cuts on and, you know, pretend to look sad or something. I don't know. They dropped the ball for you, hell. I think you deserve more. But anyway, this episode, we see more of the Irish and what goes on in Belfast. So, we got a, a priest who seems to be, I don't know, like a big member of the council. Because I know they work with the IRA, and he seems to be one of the head honchos, one of the elders there, elder statesmen. So Cam, in Belfast, with uh, Jax's son, Abel, and is fucking clueless. He can't come back to America. Jimmy O is on his ass. And he's in Belfast, and he can't even show his face in his own town. So, he, it, reality has finally set in that he's fucked. 
So he runs to this old man, looking who happens to be his cousin, and looking for some time. He's like, look, I just want to plead my case, man. I'm down for whatever. But if they could just hear me out. Right? Then we see a rift between Jimmy O and the priest. Jimmy's like, fuck Cam. Okay, he tried to set me up. He tried to, he's a, a taut. I don't know what the fuck that is. I don't know what that's Irish for. But he's talking shit. He wants him gone. The old man's trying to explain to him, hey, we got a code of ethics. We have a code we follow. That's not how it works. So right now, we're seeing a little beef. Right now, it's not big. It's just a misunderstanding. But Jimmy is getting a, an American arrogance about himself. Right? He's the man in America. He's got his goons. He's got a bike club who is in need of his weapons. He's an important man here. Maybe back in town, he's also important, but he's amongst others. He can't just call shots on his own down there. But in America, he pretty much stomps how he pleases. And then we see the old man trying to tell him, like, look, don't be too big on yourself. Right, we run things a certain way here. We still call the shots from here. So we see that little rift between them two could build up into something more, something to watch out for. Meanwhile, Jackson and them are trying to question the dude that shot shit up. Come to find out, they're a smaller group of the Mayans, kind of like, uh, what was that group that the that the sons had went and grabbed that didn't want no parts of it? They had their little blue jean vests on with the older man running shit. He was like, nah, man, I'm chilling. I don't want to take no part in this. But they got patched over, like, from force. So it's another situation with the Mayans. It's a smaller club that want to be part of the big club. So that was initiation. And that goes to show you, maybe, just maybe, Clay should have shot the shit out of, out of El Padrino. He should have shot Alvarez and everybody else that was on the block because look what turns around, right? Though we wouldn't have the Mayans, show that I love. Well, we probably still would have had the Mayans. Just wouldn't have been Alvarez there. But it's not the same without him. So I guess I'm glad Clay didn't kill him. But what we do learn it's a lot of politics. It was a lot of politics this episode. One being, when Clay and them got tracked down, which I thought was a hilarious scene. There's two hilarious scenes. One, when Bobby had to talk to his baby mama, talking about the check was in the mail. I said, boy, if that ain't the most baby daddy shit, I said, Bobby ain't shit. His ex started whooping, his baby mama started whooping his ass, and they're like, you want a favor, nigga? You know how much braces cost? Asthma medication? Like, well, if you don't get your ass out of here, no. Bobby kind of seen that coming. I thought that was hilarious. Um, And then Tig in the classic robe. You, you, that's classic Tig. But anyway, as I was saying, politics. When they finally track down the... Don't even get me started on what the name of that gang is. I'm going to fuck around and call them the Calabra. I don't know what the fuck they said. <laughs> but the, the, the smaller Mayans. Let me go with that, that name. He shouted at Clay, you can't kill me. I'm a president. And I and that made me think. When Jax was caught up with Alvarez had the gun to him, they knew they couldn't kill Jax. They had a chance to hit Clay. But Alvarez did take a shot at Clay. So I guess he was ready for all-out war. Um, then, but we find out that presidents are off, off the table when it comes to biker gangs. Like, we can war, but your presidents 
are not to be touched. And I'm wondering if that leaves a way to end the war. Because unless you have somebody to succeed them, you're probably just going to start some bloody chaos with, you know, you don't have any leadership. And then the Mayans could just move amongst their own, you know, uh, however they want. So you need the leadership there. So I found that very interesting. That a lot of times, presidents and shit are off war, unless it's a full-on fuck-everybody war. And that's what Clay is trying to avoid when they buried my man neck deep. Uh, Jack said, look like another bloody 92. And that got me thinking, I would, if a prequel came, I'd be down for it. Because it's nothing more interesting that I want to see than what the fuck the year 92 looked like when it was all-out war. So that, I think that'd be cool. I like to see Abel take over. Like I like to see a continuation, and maybe bring the Mayans in, like do the Marvel thing. Uh, maybe get the Niners their own separate show, so we could do like the Marvel verse where they all show up at the end and it means something. But I'm down to see Bloody ninety two. So there's hope. I know Mayans is is ending, but we can. Well, there's hope. All right, that something special could happen. But anyway, Clay don't want no parts of 92. And he's actually listening to reason. Like, okay, let's not kill him. Even though I do must have shit himself in that hole. I said that's probably the smelliest hole right now. Buried him neck deep and had motorcycles race past his head. I was like, yeah, he is definitely expound, is expending himself down in that hole. That can't be a good sight. When they buried him out, it, and half of him had to be brown, and it wasn't due to the dirt. That's all I'm saying. That man was in there crying, spitting, spilling his guts. But yeah, just like they thought, it was an initiation process. So, look like the Mayans are still on their ass. Which I'm not understanding why. It must be a Zobel thing. But they come to find out that they are moving into Lido. I don't know. It's one of them California towns or West Coast towns. I don't know. Lodi? Lodi. I said Lido. God damn, I just... I'm just all when I get when I see the letters, but I can read. I swear to God, I can read. I don't know why I jumble up shit when I'm talking to y'all. I, I, hey, I can real can read. All right, actually, I've got little you know certificates and shit from elementary school for how well I read, and I wasn't one of those kids who couldn't read out loud. Y'all know it was some of my favorite times coming up. The person that could read silently but couldn't read aloud and it was all that was the funniest time to me i was a piece of shit kid kids are mean but boy when you had a bad reader reading out loud it was the highlight of my day i swear i'm not floyd mayweather i'm good no disrespect money but yes they're in Lodi. so uh clan them go to do some politicking looks like they're talking to some more niners a different chapter and I see Taylor Sheridan used that that um that Niner member that Clay was talking to the leader. He's in Mayor of Kingstown. I said, holy shit. I like when directors and writers reach back to the people that they worked with earlier, that they used earlier. I think that's dope. It it creates like a synergy. And I think shows just get better the more you reuse the same cast that you've had for other projects. Y'all got that. You know what I won't bring it to the, you know, I like that. But come to find out the Mayans and Zobel are still going strong with the heroin. Lodi is like a pivotal area 
where they can get drugs in in and about through Charmin. They're right at Charmin's border. They just taking over more land. They moving in. So here we go with another Niners and 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 fucking Suns collaboration. Cause those work out so very well. So those two are gonna team up against the Mayans. In the heroin trade and them taking over prison and spreading out. I don't know. These these deals, man. I don't understand it. I wouldn't work with none of them. I wouldn't even do temporary link-ups. I just have to deal with it on my own. I would, the most I'd ask them, yo, can I shoot the shit out the mines if they come through your town? And if you happen to shoot them too, cool. But let's not partner up. It just doesn't work. Somebody's going to get lied to. Somebody's going to get fucked over. Somebody's not going to come through on their end. It is a classic Suns deal. Um, Gemma's story with her just sweet elderly dad is, I don't know. We're not really discovering more from Gemma. I don't know what this is really. I mean, she does need a place to hide out. Um, the most exciting thing that came out of there is we now know that there's a 25,000 bounty on her head and she's now kidnapped the help. The one that was helping her dad, the nurse, I guess the at-home nurse, that Tig was smashing. <laughs> and that his father thought that that's crazy as hell. I don't wish that on nobody. That dementia and shit, that is seem I was watching him, I'm like, that looks terrifying. Barely recognizing my daughter, even though who knows how long he's seen her. But just not comprehending shit and thinking that his dead wife's still around. I was like, that's just sad. I don't wanna I don't wanna experience that. And I definitely don't want to shoot somebody thinking they're smashing my wife in the bed. <laughs> he shot the shit out of Tig. That I don't know. Tig can't catch a break out of town with Gemma. She had to save him from decapitating the man's balls. And now he gets shot for getting some cutty. Now, I do like the joke that Gemma gave him, though. When she was like, oh, you in there with the little Guatemalan chick, huh? Hope it's not for my dad. He's like, oh, you know, your dad's not my type. But that just lets you know that Tig is a nasty motherfucker. That that's the, that's the norm for Tig. He might smash your father. He might smash your father's nurse. We don't know. Okay? But I guess that was the comic relief that was funny. So here's Tig. And who uses baby oil for lube? You're gonna, you fucking with that woman's pH balance, Tig. Like, come on. Who the fuck puts baby, there needs, fellas. Young men, use the lube that is that is sold in stores. Preferably water, water-based. Okay, have some have some consideration for the woman. Do not just look around your room randomly looking for anything that could smooth the situation. But the baby oil should not go inside the body. Okay, Tig, you nasty motherfucker. Like I was just like, ugh, baby oil. No, I thought it was about to be a massage. He's about to massage that thing. No. No. No good. No bueno. Um. Uh, we see... What else do we got here that's of note? Jax is on the hunt for his son. Uh, yeah, the Bobby Connect came through. The bounty hunter. They just had to catch somebody for him. So, you know, they had to do a mission to get a mission done. So, that could... That's whatever. It's not a big deal right there. Uh, but they did discover at the end, because Jimmy lied to them. So Jimmy lied to the sons when Clay sat down, like, hey, did you hear about Cam? Did, yeah, I heard uh, he's still in the States. If I'd have heard, if he was in Belfast, I would have known. So right now, 
it seems like they're sitting on this whole, we know where Abel is, we know where Cam is, so they figure out what's the next move. Don't want to include the sons because it's going to be, give me Cam, give me my fucking son, <laughs> right? And they don't want to ruin the relationship that's already on shaky ground with the sons. So Jimmy lies to him. They do their own work. And the big breather of the moment, because Jax didn't know if Abel was dead or not. So now that he knows Abel is alive, he's like relieved. Now it's just a matter of tracking this motherfucker down, getting his son back. So there is good news. We see that uh, there, there's a strange relationship building between Tara and her boss. Even though Tara beat the shit out of her, rightfully so. Let's just be honest. We know she's trying to be a nice lady, but it it may, sometimes, don't quote me, do not listen to this, is ignorant. Sometimes. You need to punch a motherfucker in the face, man. I've had full-on fist fights with some of my best friends. They were once enemies when we were children. They were the ops before ops was a word. Okay? Full-on fist fights. We fight every time. On, when, I, when we saw each other, it was on. And then we just got to a level of, I'm done. And then found out that this person's really cool. And then a tight relationship with no drama, no beef, then flourished. Sometimes you got to punch a motherfucker in the face, man, before y'all could be friends. And that's what it looks like with Tara and her boss. She seems to care. Tara's surprised. I was a little surprised. I'm like, wow, she's really taking this like a champ. But Tara's going to take a six-month leave of absence. And the lady's like, that's going to ruin your career. Take a few days. Get your shit together. You're an awesome doctor. And you have a nasty right hook. So... You should be proud of yourself. So go ahead and stick around. So Tara's getting this strange. She don't know what to take from it. But okay. So we got that going on. And we also see that Gemma and Tara's relationship is getting tighter. Tara is the connection to Gemma back in Charmer. Like when the boys won't pick up the phone, Gemma knows Tara's there. And now that he's shot, she's packing the bags, coming to help Gemma. And Jax walks in with a legit concern no leave my mom alone if you go down there that makes you an accessory and you ruin your life we've already done too much so we got to give it to Jax. and all his toxic traits he knows where to draw the line he's like look <laughs> since you've been back we've murdered an atf agent together you've had the witness half sad get murdered you've been duct taped to a chair you took my mom on the road on a on a ride to go kill this woman who set her up and now you're about to go help my mom who is a fugitive with a 25k bounty on her head get and you punch the shit out your boss no tara you're adding the i gotta say though tara's credit is on the quick on the quick rise tara's fucking putting in work she went from the whole i don't know this this thug life ain't for me to she's a full-on thug she's a gangster it is what it is. Tara's putting in a lot of work. A lot of work. Could I say she's putting in more work than Bobby and them? That's quite a few people. That Tara's kind of putting more work in than the actual club, if we want to be honest. So that's interesting how she pulled a full 180. So her and Jack's got some issues to work out. Both lying to each other. Looks like she's still finna leave out anyway. So I don't know. But it was a good episode. It was kind of mid. 
we saw some important things. We see some new characters uh, coming into play. We see some new agendas being written out for this season. We kind of know where it's headed. We know that he's going to get able well before the finale, so there's going to be something bigger. The Mayans are doing more, so that's probably going to add to it. But, yeah, this episode was just mid. And I'm going to give it a mid-grade, 7 out of 10. Who did I have winning this episode? Who did I enjoy this episode? Nobody really stood out except for maybe a, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Who stood out this episode? It didn't really. Maybe the father priest at the church. I like the way he handled himself. But I'm reaching. Teague just had a good scene. Bobby just had a good scene. Nobody really carried this episode. It was just going through the motions this one. I ain't got no winner. If y'all do, please share it. Who did you like the most in this episode? I I don't know. But, I mean, definitely wasn't filler. I'm not going to go on the line and say it was filler. Because there was a lot of important pieces, a lot of key moments that we needed to know about this episode that was explained to us. You couldn't just disappear this episode. It was just storytelling. We're just running a... We're just going somewhere with this one. So, yeah, just me it. If I have to give a winner, I'm going to give it to Hill. Because nobody seemed to give a shit about him, but I give a shit about him. Okay? So, Hill, you are the winner of this episode, even though you weren't even here. And nobody cared that you wasn't. All right? So, with that, protect your health, yourself, your wealth. Your boy Rell is out of here, man. Peace. Yo, I know I don't need no introduction, but y'all know who it is, man. It's your boy, Hollywood Rail. And I appreciate you for sliding through and watching these videos. But you know what I need from you? All right, if you ain't already, I need you to like this and subscribe this, man. We at 1,000 trying to get to two, all right? Push it for your boy. Get them algorithms up. So when it comes to that subscribe button, 